0: We are blessed to have talent in our church. Not just talent, but it's been bathed by the Holy Spirit of God. I'd rather hear somebody couldn't sing a lick had the Holy Spirit on them than somebody could sing all day and didn't have it. Amen. But praise God, we got both today. <laughs> John chapter 3, verse 17. I'm humbled in your presence. and God would allow me the privilege to stand before you as pastor and proclaim his precious word. Vance Havner said there's too many preachers out here that's doing wheelbarrow preaching with Rolls Royce. Phraseology. Well, thank God I ain't got no Rolls Royce Phraseology. If it means hauling a wheelbarrow up the hill to Calvary, that's what I want to do. If I could just turn it up, bring you at the foot of the cross, and let you see what Jesus did for you. John chapter 3, verse 17, says, For God sent not his Son into the world. To condemn the world. But that the world through him. Might be saved. Father in heaven. We thank you oh Lord. For that promise. Lord for just that precious simple scripture. Which follows the greatest scripture in all the Bible. The one that tells who Jesus is. Really died for No, God, I thank you that today those, Lord, who are sitting here spiritually in disarray, would you let them know today that you've died for them. No, God, that one who has been following you for a long time, and yet somehow, Lord, they just seem so defeated today. Lord, I pray, Father, that you just help them to see that you're sitting on the right hand of the throne on their behalf. And, oh, Lamb of God, I pray, Father, for the one who is the agnostic, who's not sure if there's one that we should follow. Oh, God, somehow I pray that you would allow me, O oh, Lord, to hide behind the cross so that they may see you high and lifted up. And that they might understand, Lord, God, you came for them. Oh, Lord, when I begin to think how that you came for me, Lord Jesus, it just wells up tears in my eyes and makes my heart beat louder. Because I know, Lord, that you did it especially for me. I pray, dear Lamb of God, that every person could see it that way this morning now father we ask you lord would you just allow he the holy spirit to come in and bathe the words of your servant that somehow god you might be glorified and lifted up this morning in jesus name amen Just have one thought that I want to share with you, and I probably won't be up here very long. Donna says don't say that. Every time you say that, you preach for 45 minutes. Here's the thought that I've had. Jesus didn't come to rub it in. He came to rub it out. Jesus didn't come to rub it in. He came to rub it out. And when I begin to think about that simple thought, I can only start with me. And I thought about how that my life was so filled with sin. I could go back over into Romans chapter 5 and be reminded that by one man's offense, sin came into the world. And because that sin came into the world, the Bible says, for all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And when I think about all that, I think about how that sin was rubbed into my life because of the sinful nature of one man. But because of that sinful nature, it is not only I, but all of us who have ever been born of woman that have been born into that sin. It was rubbed in simply because in the garden man disobeyed the word of God and did not listen to what he had to say. And he'd rather listen to the devil. And dear friends of mine, the Bible even tells us uh, that man's heart is continually evil and that there is sin in our lives. Until we get the picture and the realization that we're all sinners, then we can't see our need for a Savior. And I want you to understand that today we have a, 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 there is a need, a universal need for a Savior. There is a universal problem and the universal problem is sin. But I'm glad to report to you that if there is a universal problem, which means all of us have it, then there is a universal cure and His name is Jesus. And He did not come to rub it in. I, I, I do believe that whenever Jesus came and He began to talk to all those that would listen to Him and He stood up and He proclaimed uh, that it is now, now anointed to preach the gospel. Uh, listen I'm glad uh, that when Jesus set forth to do something that he did what he said he was going to do he, he, he said I'm going to those that are blind they're going to be able to see and those that are deaf they're going to be able to hear and the dead's going to get up and he said I'm going to set the captivity free. Oh listen when I think about that sin was rubbed into my life uh, because I was born a woman but Jesus was was not the one that rubbed it in. Dear friend, he's seen us in our sin long before we were ever born. And he set forth a plan so that you and I could have that sin rubbed out of our life. And it was through Him by his precious blood. He said to those uh, men that would listen to him and they became angry because they said, who is this man think he is? Oh, I want to tell you who he knew that he was. He didn't think he was anybody. He knew he was. He was the son of God. Listen, he was slain from the foundation of the world. Who is he? He was that Jesus that John saw over there in John chapter or Revelations chapter 5 whenever the strong angel heard the book up and he said, who's worthy to open the book? And he said, no man in heaven or on earth. But he said, I saw coming out of the portals of glory he said i saw one that looked like a, slain, a a lamb slain from the foundation of the world that was able to take the book and open it up he was worthy to take it and i'm glad that jesus took it on your behalf and on my behalf i'm glad to tell you today that there is a promise the bible says that god is not slack concerning his promises where some men consider slackness but he is a uh, long-suffering toward us not willing that any should perish all come to repentance I have to tell you today that he did not come to rub it in he came to rub it out. Some of you feel like that has been rubbed in on you. Oh listen I know that today our church is a church of love. It ought to be a church of love. Listen to everybody that's come here this morning. They ought to have their hands shake so many times that there's calluses around their neck. They ought to have their necks hugged so many times you know that you don't know whose perfume you wear. And everybody happy Lord say amen. I'm going to tell you there ought to be some love. But we didn't come here for a social gathering. Although I tell you we ought to let folks know we're glad they're here, but we came here that folks might have a spiritual awakening. They may might be in Latin. Oh, listen, even through the songs that's been sung today, when I thought about that Jerusalem, listen, I got excited when I thought about one day I'm going to leave this so low ground of sin and sorrow, and I'm going to step my foot for the first time in a home that I've been looking for, because I'm just a pilgrim wandering. but one day I'm going to go to a place that's called heaven, and when I get there, because my name has been recorded. According to the Lamb's Book of Life, you see, Jesus didn't rub it in, He rubbed it out. And whenever I see my name, it'll be because uh, that that sin has been rubbed out through His precious blood, and I have the hope of eternal life, and I'll stand before Him, and He'll say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. I want you to know today that I am glad to report to you that you can know before you leave here today that when this walk of life is over, that you're going to go to a place called heaven. Somebody say, amen. Amen. The <laughs> Oh, listen, I'm glad to tell you today not only that, but a, I want—I love a Jesus. a Jesus, let me tell you how he stamped it out. Oh, listen, he's seen those folks uh, that were in trouble. I jotted down some things, got a little bit excited today when I was thinking about it. But listen, Jesus, listen, how did he stamp it out? He had compassion. I just began to think about those when Jesus came down, he'd been preaching, and they'd been following him, and he seen them, and they wasn't able, you know, uh, to go very much longer, because they had Eat. and he said he had compassion on the multitude when I think about that multitude it wasn't just those people that was down there on the seashore that hadn't eaten he had compassion on me and you he had compassion on us because he's seen us going through life hopeless and in doubt and in despair and he found the way so that you and I would not have to live out our lives hopeless but we could say oh yes oh yes I know I'm a child of the king oh I I'm glad to tell you today that I'm a child of the king. When I think about getting to be called that child, I think about old Mephibosheth, you know, how that David said, is there anybody that's in the house of Saul that's still living? And there was a little old wounded boy. The the servant's maid. she had fell down holding the baby and he called him to be paralyzed. His family had all been killed and there he was down in Lodibar. He was in the projects and had nobody to take care of him and David seen him down there and he said I want you to bring him up and when he brought him up I'm sure his clothes were tattered I'm sure he looked a mess but he got him all cleaned up and he set him at the king's table and he said you're going to eat here you're going to live here you're going to sleep here you're going to enjoy the life of a king's table I want you to know that listen even though there is discouragement there is disheartenment in this walk of life oh I want you to know I've already been called up by the king and one of these days I'm going to sit out at his table and I'm going to enjoy the fruits of my labor and I'm going to hear him say well glory I'm going to see him grab me up you know just like he did the prodigal Jesus who loved the father that would love his son and he put a robe on him and shoes on his feet and a ring on him I don't know how it's exactly going to be but I want you to know one day there's going to be a coronation Service for every believer that has trusted. Well, glory, hallelujah. Somebody look like you need to get woke up this morning. I'm glad to tell you today that I, know, that I know, that I know, that I know, that I know that because Jesus stepped out sin on the cross of Calvary. Oh, listen, when I think about the heartache I'm going through, I don't think it's Jesus trying to rub it in. I know the devil is my adversary and he goes to and fro seeking whom he may devour like a roaring I know that I've got somebody out there against me, but praise God, He that is for me is greater than He that me. Do you feel like it's been rubbed in on you? Oh, listen, the Pharisees. You talking about rubbed in? You say, well, how come Jesus talked to them like they did? He said, "Oh, you hypocrites." He said, you whitewash your supplers. He said, you'll take your dishes and you'll wash the outside of them. You'll forget about the cleanness of the inside. Listen, you can look at this old frail body of mine just like uh, just like Charlie was talking earlier. And listen, I know that, that this body's going to go back to the dust from whence it came and it breaks down. It don't work like it ought to, but I've got news for you. Because Jesus, whenever he came in, and he rubbed out the sin, it means he cleaned it out. Out. You ever been at home, you know, and you got, you got you a glass out of the cupboard, you know, and you go to get it, and you look on the inside, of it and you know it's been in the washer, but you think, I don't know if that's clean or not, and you'll get you something stuffed down in it, you know, rubbish with glory. Some of you, I don't know, come to my house. You'll say, I ain't going to your house. We have to clean everything up, amen. Well, I want to tell you what Jesus did. You, We've got some of the prettiest things hanging in our house. In a, in a china cabinet, we've got these dishes. I, I was looking at them last night. And, and, and these little cups, and those are so pretty, Donna's going to get mad at me for telling that. And I held one of them cups up, and on the inside, you know, it's got dust on the inside of it. Amen? Dust on the inside of it. Don't y'all act like you ain't got dusty stuff at your house. Amen? It's pretty. They hang there, and they look pretty. Them dishes, I, I got some that shine out. It, it was 2 o'clock this morning. Can you believe I was doing that at 2 o'clock this morning? I got them, man, them things was pretty. You know, those had been stacked where nothing could got to it, they're still pretty clean. Now, around the edges, you know, where the dust fell, they're still a little bit dirty. But you know what I get to thinking? I get to thinking about how that exposure gets rubbed in in their life. Those little babies of ours, we've got them protected. We've got that stuff stacked up on around them. Well, we ain't going to let nothing get to them. And you may tell you, this furthermore. The Holy Spirit has his hand of protection upon them babies. Oh, listen, one of our little boys, that's cruel this past week, asked his mother, whenever, asked his teacher, uh, whenever, whenever his little cousin died at 24 weeks or, or 19 weeks and that little baby was taken, it was stillborn. He said, teacher, those babies go to hell. <laughs> Man, it makes me want to just have a chapel right here. Amen. To tell them kids the love of the Lord Jesus and all this and how that we're under his protection and they're being under His protection. Listen, I believe this with all my heart. They're under the watch care of the Holy Spirit. That little baby till it comes the time of accountability, the age of accountability. You say, when is that? That's when they understand the difference between right and wrong. Amen. And whenever they get condemned to their sins, that's when the age of accountability is. It's not the same for everybody. Oh, listen, but I'm going to tell you, I believe with all my heart that the Holy Spirit. He just has that umbrella of protection over them. He wants whether they live or whether they die listen they're alright but one day the Holy Spirit by authority from the Lord Jesus Christ is going to step out and he's going to let, they're going to see their sins and they're going to realize that protection isn't there anymore that they're lost and in need of a Savior and oh listen the Holy Spirit will stand there and he'll say now Jesus is going to talk to you and Jesus will say I love you and I gave my life on the cross of Calvary for you and all you have to do is just ask me to come into your heart and when that little boy girl and we've had two already this year at the school that's accepted the Lord Jesus as our Savior and whenever they get down and they say oh Lord I know I'm a sinner and I'm sorry for my sins come into my heart that Holy Spirit that was out here it goes right back in here and puts his arm around them well glory amen you might call that wheelbarrow preaching but I like it amen it's just simple stuff I'm going to tell you right now, I believe that Jesus has his hand. And even you right now, you just think about how long you've been in sin. Jesus has got his hand around you. He wants to do something for you. He wants to, And you might already know the Holy Spirit has already backed off and said you're lost. And you've been gone for a little while and you've been saying, oh, I need to get saved. I need to get saved. Isn't it wonderful to know that even as the Holy Spirit is beckoning your heart, even though he's knocking at your heart's door, that God has protected you. That's right. Oh, listen, listen, how many folks, you know, said they thought that they got saved when they was younger. And, I, and people tell me all the time, do hey, you know that little one gets saved. How know you get saved, amen. Yeah, yeah I know you get saved because you have a testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart. And if they live to be 20 or 25 years old and then realize they're lost, I want to tell you what I think so marvelous about that, that I believe that if they think that they got saved when they're little, God's going to protect them, they come to the understanding when they do get saved. Amen. Aren't you glad of the mercies of the Lord Jesus?
1: Yes.
0: Jesus didn't come to rub it in. He came to rub it out. They're going to get a song of invitation. And I'm going to ask you this question. You feel like folks have just been rubbing that in on you? you Everywhere you go, just, you know what I, I heard a long time ago? Going out and winning people to Christ. So You've got to be careful what you say to people they say. But I want you to know that when I tell somebody about the Lord Jesus, I ain't trying to I ain't trying to rub it in. Because you see they already know. All I want them to do is get them to the person who can rub it out. Amen. Jesus will meet your need today. Can you just imagine? How it must have been felt rubbed in by Martha and Mary as Christy so wonderfully sang a while ago. They had no idea after waiting four days that Jesus could come and say, roll you away the stone. They rolled away the stone. Oh, listen. Death had done taken place. Rigor mortis had already set up in to the body. His blood had stopped moving. His heart had quit pumping. His lungs had quit breathing air. And he laid in a tomb. Does that sound like anybody you know spiritually? Folks, that you don't even go around anymore. Because you just say they're hopeless. Boy, I'm so glad that folks didn't quit praying for me. When they thought I was hopeless. I'm sure glad that folks didn't turn their back on me and say, Man, that large boy worry. He isn't worth a hill of beans. But somewhere... I know where those folks praying for me. Amen. In my lost state, in my meanness, in the blackness of my heart, somebody prayed for me. They wasn't trying to rub it in. They just wanted Jesus to rub it in. You see, for God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. For he that believeth not is condemned already. I want to tell you right now, if you're here and you've never accepted the Lord Jesus as your Savior, that condemnation is coming from heaven. It's what the Holy Spirit is called to do. He comes and pokes at your heart. Or you say, man, you're calling me out today. No, I'm not. I don't have that power or that ability. But I'm going to tell you if the Holy Spirit is dealing with your heart today, if you're here, boy or girl, and you know that Jesus has been dealing with you, you, you won't be saved. And you say, Well, I'm young. But if you know your sin and you know that you're lost and you need to be saved, I want to invite you just to come and kneel up here. There'll be folks to pray with you. If you have questions about it, I'll be glad to sit and talk to you. If you have a need today, Man, you just feel like you know you're saved, but you've just been beat up by the world. Jesus has already told us. If they hated me, they'd hate you also. Tribulations and trials and persecutions are going to come. Oh, but listen, Jesus is not here this morning to rub it in. He's here to rub it out. Whatever you need today. Oh, do you want to leave here in a better, better state than you come in? Oh, listen. Maybe you say, oh, God, I, you, you don't understand the problems I'm going through. I don't. But I'm so glad to know that Jesus does. And I believe every person is here, here for a reason. God knows you need. If you're here and you're lost, you need to be safe. If you're here and you're out of fellowship, you need to come. If you're here and you just need to pray because there's a burden on you that you're just not enjoying your walk of life, for the Lord Jesus you need to come. I'm going to invite you to come while we all stand, while we obedient to the Holy Spirit as He speaks to us. Is that still small voice speaking to your heart today? Saying, come home. "Come home." You reckon that prodigal heard the prayer of his father? Said, "Oh, come home." clothes and every Christian pray and I want to ask a question I know this seems very very personal but I'm gonna tell you there's nothing more personal than your relationship with the Lord Jesus and I never see where anywhere where Jesus called somebody privately he always called them openly confession was made publicly I wonder if there's somebody here that Mark, I've never been saved. Maybe, you, maybe you've gone a long time, maybe you're a member of the church, but you've never been saved. God's dealing with your heart, speaking to you. And you know you need Jesus today. Would you just slip your hand up and say, pray for me? And by what I'm saying to you, that's exactly what I'll do. I'll pray that God will continue to help you to understand what you need to do. Anybody here at all say, Mark, I've never been saved, pray for me. Young boy or girl, God's been dealing with you and you know you're lost, would you just put your hand up? What about it, Mom, Dad? You know that if you was to die, you'd die lost in your sins. Would you just put your hand up and say, that's me, pray for me. God bless you, sir. Somebody else to say, I've never trusted the Lord Jesus, and I need to be saved today. Would you put your hand in? Maybe there's somebody here to say, Mark, I know I'm saved, but I still haven't enjoyed my Christian walk a long time, and I just feel like everywhere I go, it's been rubbed in, rubbed in, rubbed in. And I just didn't know what direction to go to until I understand today. I just need to go to Jesus, and I've been trying to get. Help from everybody else and everything else. But I forgot who could rub it out. And I want you to pray for me today. Would you just put your hand up? God bless you. Somebody else will say, oh, Mark, I understand that Jesus is not rubbing it in. I know I've got an adversary, and I'm struggling in my Christian walk. Would you just put your hand up and say, pray for me? God bless you. Thank you for being so honest today. Father in heaven, Lord Jesus, you have seen these hands raised. Lord, your Holy Spirit is working in the life of an individual right now. Who's making the decision whether or not, Lord, that they want to leave lost or surrender today. Bow their head and say, Jesus, here I am. They've heard your word. They know that it's in you that they live and move and have their being. They know that you died on the cross of Calvary for their sins. They know that it's not your will that they should perish lost but come to repentance. And the Holy Spirit is melting their heart even as we speak. Tugging at their heart, asking them to come.
1: Would you help them
0: to make that decision to step out unashamedly kneel down and ask the Lord Jesus to forgive them for their sins that come into their heart. Oh God, you know that we grieve the Holy Spirit. Oh, often whenever He's coming and bidding us and beckoning with our hearts, we grieve Him. Today I pray, Lord, that they be obedient. Father, I pray even as I pray that lost soul just step out, take that step of faith and make their way to the altar. Lord, for those those that have raised their hands, they know they're saved, but they really haven't been showing it like they ought to. Or maybe they've been showing it, but they feel like, Lord, with every turn, they get beat down. Every time they turn around, it seems like life throws them a curveball. Lord, I pray, Father, you'd help them just to come and say, Lord, I've surrendered my life that people can always see Jesus in me. Help them, Lord, to step out. We pray these favors in Christ's name. Amen. Sing one more verse. Would you be obedient and step out by faith and come to the altar? Say one more verse, would you please? Extended just for you. I believe God's speaking to somebody. Would you just step in?
1: Oh, for the love he's promised.
0: billion Thank you. We're going to ask our ushers if they'll come forward, and you may be seated, and as you're being seated, you can give thought as to how you would like to help uh, the bus ministry today, and uh, I know so many of you already have, and you've been prayerful about it, and even while they're gathering forward, I do want to remind you, and like I said, there's so many things that are going on, and so many different fundraisers that we're doing for the school, but I want you to know whatever we talk about from this pulpit up here is for the glory of the Lord. It's for not anything else. And I promise you that uh, I, I won't get up here and rat and rave about what you ought to do for any cat cause outside of the cause of Christ. This is about the Lord Jesus. Uh, but I promise uh, I, I those that attend our school, that this is their week. Uh, Christmas card, they, they're doing the Christmas card thing. Gentry, will you come up here? Come up here and stand with me. And uh, Caleb, you can come up here and stand with me. And Chase, you can come up here and stand with me. Is anybody else, any, any other school students here? If I miss you, raise your hand so I know. And I tell you what you could do. These young men here, they—they uh, they are all—they're all taking orders for Christmas cards. Have you all got your thing? All right, you, got your Lord. All right. you make sure that, uh, and I—and I know some of you did last year, and, and the Christmas cards are great. What it is is you just the Christmas cards, and you can put whatever greeting, the greeting's already in there. Uh, in other words, you can put a personalized greeting in there, uh, and they'll explain to you how it works, and not only that, there's a lot of different gifts in there, but all this goes to support the ministry of New Hope Christian School. Very, very, very worth it, and I, I tell you, I just wish everybody, if you go ahead and just get you, you don't know, get you enough Christmas cards to send to everybody, I'm expecting one from everybody. <laughs> Amen. Uh, just be mindful of that with you. And yeah. you can see these young fellows after church. And by the way, you don't have to pay a day. You don't have to pay until November the 19th. So, uh, so that'll help you out. For it. Thank you, You make sure you stand up here when there's a church. over. Okay. Amen. We'll just keep them here. That's our, uh, that's our junior deacons for the day. Amen. We're so thankful. Uh, we're going to humble our heart in prayer. And we're just going to ask the Lord to he He'll bless this. I know he's going to. And, and uh, we've trusted him this far. God, he never leave us or forsake us. Brother Keith, would you ask the Lord's blessing on me?